And so I've created a brand new Visionary Retreat Leaders Checklist. This is pure gold, folks. This is all stuff that I have learned through my own planning processes over the last 10 years that I've been delivering retreats. So if you want to get your hands on a copy, it's absolutely free. You can go to my website, www.theallisonk.com. Click on the can work with me icon, work with me, which is on the left-hand side. If you go to my website and click it and you start scrolling down the page and there'll be a pop-up window that will appear and you can just put your email address in and we'll be glad to send it to you. So make sure you take advantage of this. This is an amazing free offer. This is worth its weight in gold. And quite honestly, I see a lot of people charging a lot of money for the stuff that I'm just giving to you for free. So go get your hands on it. I would love to get your feedback, see what you think, but definitely take it as a free gift from me because I really believe in over-delivering and over-sharing. And I just want you to be able to have it so that you can start using it and planning your own retreats and events. So take advantage. I would love to hear what you think. I'm Allison Katzkowski, otherwise known as The Allison K. I'm a fitness innovator and entrepreneur turned business mentor and retreat master. A client experience is more than just making the sale or the transaction. A client experience is about how it's put together so that clients can receive amazing real transformation. Here you'll hear all about how the industry leaders are creating amazing experiences. I'm always going to give it to you straight because I know your time is valuable. Are you ready? Let's get into the show. Hey, everybody. It's Allison Katzkowski. Thank you for tuning in again this week to another edition of Creating the World's Best Client Experiences. I'm your host. This is a show where we talk about um, not just about what is a client experience, but what goes into it. And if you've been following this show, you know, we've had the opportunity to talk some to some really amazing business owners. But really, over the last month, I've done a three-part series And I just want to refer to you to go back to listen to episodes 22 and 24. Today is episode 26. Um, If you want to go back, this is the, today what I'm going to talk about is the third part of a three-part series based on the book, The Go-Giver Sells More, which I recently read for the second time. I don't know about you, but I have a shelf here in my office that has a lot of, you know, business books, personal development books. And there, a lot of them I've read multiple times because I, I feel like when I do that, I always get something additional out of it the second or the third time. And The Go-Giver Sells More is one of those books that I think you could just read over and over and get something different out of it. The Go-Giver Sells More is the second in a third, third part, three-part series of books uh, called The Go-Giver. And if you haven't had the opportunity to read those yet as a business owner or a business leader, I would recommend that you do that. Um, what really attracted me to reading this book again was something that I'm teaching my my entrepreneurs that are in my mastermind, my Innovate Mastermind. And one of the the things that I teach in there is a is a approach, if you will, to connecting with people online. I call it the rule of three. Most of my entrepreneurs are operating their business either in person or online, or maybe dabbing their foot into both. And so, what we do in the mastermind is we focus on on what are some unique ways that you can make connections and therefore grow your business. One of my major philosophies in 25 years as an entrepreneur is that you need to have multiple ways to work with people. That doesn't mean multiple offers. It means multiple ways that people can access you, experience you, uh, consume some of your body of work. 
Um, and ultimately for the future, if you if you know anything about me, you know that for the future, I always talk about the hybrid business model, which is in person and online. And if you think about, you know, one of the best examples in the regular business world is the gas, the computer at the gas pump where you can pay. That is an example of a hybrid business model. So for example, if you pull up to get gas, and if you're like me, I can remember the days when I first started driving and I was in college where you would have to go in and pay the, the attendant, whether it was cash or a card or whatever. And nowadays, that really allows gas stations to, you know, significantly multiply their income, right? Because people are pulling up and they don't have to go in and pay for gas. I mean, they're still paying for it. They're just paying at the pump. But that allows the gas station to service more people. It allows them to focus on serving snacks and concessions inside the gas station, which is really how gas stations make their money, right? So anyway, this isn't a show where I talk about how to do it, how to start a gas station. But that's the idea is that as a business owner, you want to have multiple ways that people can access you and ultimately pay you. So what attracted me to this to this book again was one of the things that I teach my entrepreneurs in the rule of three is this concept of networking. And networking, in my opinion, has gotten a really bad rap over the last few years, uh, primarily because of what's happening on social media um, particularly Facebook and LinkedIn, where there are a lot of coaches on a daily basis that send needless amounts of spammy emails and messages. Hey, I saw your profile. This is what I do. Would you like to get on a call? It's like there's no opportunity there or effort made to try to build a relationship, which honestly in business, what's what never goes out of style is knowing, liking, and trusting who you're doing business with, right? And the 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 ways to actually build relationships is how you build that know, like, and trust. And I don't care what the current trends are, what people that you listen to are saying, that staple has been around for years and is not going to go anywhere, okay? So when the go-giver sells more, in episode 22, I talked about the value in connecting and sharing, okay? And I, and I referenced um, the law of compensation, which is, you know, how we connect with people is ultimately how we make sales, Right. And in episode 24, I touched on exactly what is value, because what I'm seeing a lot of coaches and business owners talk about is, you. Well, I primarily want to add value. I want to share value. I want to make sure that you get value, right? But really, what is value? So in episode 24, go back and take a listen to that, where I talk about the different, like five different ways to add value to what you do. And hint, it's not always about adding another bell or whistle. Sometimes it's simply about how you're being and how you're choosing to interact with people that you have conversations with. Because um, honestly, how you do things and how you are is a way that you can add value. And I really think that that point is getting glossed over a lot in today's technology-heavy world. So today, I want to get into part three of the series, which is how to be authentic, how to be more authentic. In the book, The Go-Giver Sells More, it's based on the five pillars. And I already told you what two of them are. And today I'm going to talk about the law of being authentic or the law of authenticity. There is much more in the book to read than this. So like I said, if you would like to get yourself a copy, please, you can find it on Amazon. It has a green cover or depending on which bookstores that you go to, you can probably find it there as well. Um, it's something that I really recommend every business owner read at least once. And honestly, you could probably read it multiple times and get different things out of it each time. So what I want to talk about are basically four areas where you can be more authentic. Because um, honestly, you know, 
online, especially, uh, I think people's bullshit meters are really on, if I'm being honest. I think people can really, you know, I think it's, I think it's really easy to kind of pass yourself off as somebody that you're not. And I think if you've done business with anybody who's done this, somebody who's maybe watched a webinar or done a self-study course and they consider themselves an expert in an area as a result, I think consumers are getting a lot more savvy today. But I also think that it's really appreciated when you do connect with people that you are as real and authentic as you possibly can be. Um, Because honestly, you shouldn't try to be anybody else. And just because some fancy approach or whatever is working for another coach or another business owner, it yes, it means definitely you want to learn about that, right? I'm always trying to learn about what's working for other business owners, regardless of whether or not they're in my industry or not. You know, I think part of being an innovator is understanding the trends and the concepts and the practices that are working in other industries. I mean, this happens all the time in business where, you know, a business in the health and fitness industry may borrow a concept from travel or from the tech industry or from the banking and the financing industry. You know, it it doesn't necessarily have to be industry specific, but I think when you talk about being authentic and real, this really comes down to having a very astute understanding of who you are and what you do. And also how you can communicate that when you're having conversations and honestly, when you're networking. One of the things that I teach my mastermind is to use social media for that purpose. And a lot of people use social media to sell. It's like every time I feel like I open my feed, there's buy my stuff. Here's my link, sign up today, right? And I feel like there's no effort made at trying to really get to know people and and know what they like, what they dislike, what their interests are, what their goals are. I think this is really how you build a really quality relationship with a prospect. And then when they're ready to do business, of course, they're going to think of you. So that brings me to my first point on how to be authentic is being real and being present. And this is all discussed in the book. And I just really want to give you some of my takeaways here. You know, there's really no substitute for being real. You know, you want to shoot straight from the hip. I mean, anyone that knows me knows that I'm a straight shooter. I don't beat around the bush. I don't believe in that. I feel like you can be tactful and direct, but still be professional. And I'm all for that. But honestly, I feel like we can we can almost do that to a fault too. I think sometimes we just need to be perfectly open and honest with people and tell people, look, I really think this is a great option. However, you know, this is probably what you need more. And if you're all you're thinking about is getting a sale or how to pad your numbers or how to, you know, finish off the month strong, you might overlook that. And, you know, I just really think that at the end of the day, I don't need a sale so bad that I'm not going to be completely real and direct with somebody, right? And which brings me to the second part, which is how it's being more present. This is simply just being in the moment with somebody. And I think often when we have conversations with people and they say something that resonates with us or they say something, maybe it's a place they've been or a restaurant they've been or an experience that they've had. And what triggers in our memory is something similar. You know, we immediately want to say, oh, my gosh, that same thing happened to me. Right. But that's not really being present. That's really trying to make it more about you. So one of the things that I coach is I say, when you're present, just be present. Okay, just be present, just listen, just take yourself out of the equation, okay, and just listen to what somebody's saying. And sometimes when we do that, I think our human instinct is, I don't want to use the word trigger, but our human instinct is sometimes 
we we honestly can get triggered really easy. We can, you know, a memory can come up for us or maybe something, somebody says something that we totally disagree with, right? And our personal belief system might be on display. But I think in order to really be present, you have to really take that out. And when you're really being authentic, okay, um, it's not always, it's not that you're hiding your opinion. It's really just more about being present with who you're having the discussion with. Because, you know, there's a saying out there, I believe it was Maya and Maya Angelou that said it. People may not remember what you said or what you did, but they will always remember how you make them feel. Okay. So think about that the next time you're in a DM with somebody or you're having a conversation with somebody, just be present for the minute. You know, notice what's going on at the time, notice where they are, notice what context they're using. You know, sometimes that can tell us all we need to know that, hey, this is somebody that I could really develop a relationship with and could potentially become a client, or I could potentially, you know, we could work something out and do something together, or, hey, maybe this person really isn't who I think they are, right? So I think we really have to allow ourselves to do that. So, um, okay, so point number two and being authentic, I sort of consider those two items together, being real and being present. Undersell and over-deliver. This is something that I think is really misunderstood in the coaching space in particular, and maybe to some degree in the business world in general. So I just want to break down what I think this means to me and what I, and I just encourage you to, to have your own takeaway from it. Um, and by the way, if anything I'm talking about is really resonating with you and you would like to share your feedback, please feel free to go to my website at www.theallisonk.com and connect with me. You can hit the connect with me button or you can just send me an email directly. And my email address is allison at theallisonk.com. And you can connect with me uh, there as well, because I always love hearing from you. So, and I really think that these are, these are things that I think, you know, honestly, I consider them pretty basic, but there are just a lot of things being taught now in terms of how to make sales and how to connect with people that are just quite frankly, kind of slimy. And I just think that in today's day and age with technology being as heavy as it is and, you know, so many people being reliant on technology because, hey, this is how we're able to do business with people all over the world, that the human piece gets lost. And so I really think that these basic practices, that's why I think this book is so incredibly important. These basic practices, I feel like, go a long way in helping you forge relationships that really have lifetime value, not just for you as a person but for you as a business owner too. So undersell and over-deliver. So typically when you're selling something or when you're talking about your program or when your people are asking, hey, how do I work with you? You, you know, you really want to be asking them questions primarily, gee, okay, well, what can I help you with? And then you let them ask you, you know, question, well, you know, how much is it? Well, how does it work? What does it look like? You know, this is what I'm thinking about doing. You know, before you even get into talking about what you do, start asking them questions about them. That's how you already get into the habit of over-delivering, okay? And I think in a lot of basic conversations, this is lost because people want to know how much, they want to know what's involved, and they want to know what the level of commitment is. And I think when we, when we, if we're not careful, we can sort of sound robotic almost. So instead of like, you know, going right to those questions, what can I help you with? Okay, terrific. What can you tell me more about what you're looking for and what you're trying to work on? So this is typically how I would have a conversation with a potential client. Okay, well, great. So you've been to a gym before, you've worked on such and such before, whatever the goal is. Um, so 
if I'm understanding you correctly, what I'm hearing you say is that this is what's important to you. So you always want to try to repeat back what somebody's saying so that you have a clear understanding. And a lot of times you just want to listen. You just want to let them talk. Okay. All right. Okay. I think I've got you. All right. I think I understand. Okay. Just let them continue to share information with you because people, I think at the end of the day, want to feel like they are heard and understood, right? So this is how we begin the process of over-delivering, okay? And then once I get that type of information, I say, okay, so if what I'm hearing you say is that you would like some extra support to reach these goals, X, Y, Z. So at that point, I can usually quote, you know, whichever option I think is better for them. I'm not going to go down the laundry list of the different ways to work with me, but I'll say, this is what, this is one option that I have that I think might be a good fit. Would you be interested in hearing more? So, hey, if you're wondering how you can put together an amazing client experience, or maybe you're doing these in your business already, and you're thinking about how you can innovate and change, I want to offer you a free gift. Go to my website at www.theallisonk.com forward slash mini hyphen retreat playbook. If you go to the homepage of my website and scroll to the bottom, you can punch your email address in and get it sent directly to your inbox. It's my free gift. This is my five-step process that I use in creating every experience, retreat, and event that I do in my business. And I would love to be able to share it with you absolutely free. Head to my website again, www.theallisonk.com forward slash mini hyphen playbook and grab your copy of that now. And you still make it about them, remember, because it's not always about you. It is about them to most of the time, Okay. And so you want to really get them feeling like, number one, this is something they can do. And number two, how do how can we find out more? Because you want people asking you about what you do, every opportunity you can get, okay? So we want to immediately get into that space of over-delivering, giving people more than what they ask for. And really part of the client experience is in the conversation, Right. So once we get, once people, you know, say sign up to work with me, or maybe they sign up to work with you, then we get into the actual client container and the services and the deliverables. And then I think we can walk a really fine line and think, well, she's not paying me to do that. Well, that's not really part of the deal. Well, that's really above my pay grade. I've heard a lot of coaches say that to me. And so my my question is always, why would you say that? Because I always want to know Number one, what's the context around that? I mean, obviously, if it's something completely unreasonable, that's different. But I think most of the time, I think this is where as coaches and business owners, we have an opportunity to really stand out and give people more than what they ask for, okay? This is the process of over-delivering. We want to always give people not just an amazing experience, but we want people to walk away and feel like, you know, she really got me. She really understood what I was saying. She really tried to help me. And look, sometimes it doesn't work out. It doesn't, we're always not the right fit for everybody, right? But I am always 100% certain when I have a conversation with people that they are going to have the best possible experience because they're going to feel heard. They're going to feel like I listened to them. They're going to feel like I asked them relevant questions and that I'm not just here to give them the goods of what they ask for, right? This is how we make a difference in the world and how we really make ourselves stand out by by giving people more than what they ask for. It doesn't cost us anything to do that, right? And at the end of the day, it leaves people with a very positive impression. So even if 
you know, you have to part ways and it doesn't work out. They walk away with a positive impression that, you know, you delivered on what you said, you over delivered on what you said, and, you know, it's going to leave them with a positive experience so that if they choose to go on and work with someone else or choose to do something else, that it just reflects back on you. That's what I call putting value in the bank, right? That's like putting value into the universe on your part, okay? So we always want to undersell and over-deliver, okay? So you don't want to get in the habit of over-promising and then under-delivering. And this is what I see a lot of business owners and coaches do. Well, I'll do this for you and I'll do this and I'll do this and I'll do this and it'll be the most amazing thing you've ever done. So you're really trying to, really get people in the door and that's where your energy goes. And then that doesn't leave you much energy to actually deliver on those promises. Okay. I can't tell you how many people I've spoken to in the coaching industry where this has been their experience. So I guess my takeaway for you here is be the one that's different. Be the one that's different. Do more than what's asked for. Do what you think would be most appreciated. Okay. Go the extra mile. It's always appreciated. Um, Okay. And then the last piece that I want to go over here before I wrap up the series is it's sort of a three-parter. It's listen, handle objections, and close. And basically listen is self-explanatory. Listen to what they're saying. Don't interrupt. You know, sit there. And even if something is really grating on your nerves that they're saying, something that you really vehemently disagree with, just swallow it. Let them speak. Let them tell you what's on their mind. And then you decide how you want to respond. Okay. Handling objections, this is always so fascinating to me because for when people, you know, offer objections, it's usually one of two things. It's either they don't understand the value or they don't believe that they can do the work. Okay. This is why when a client gives me the money objection, it's rarely the money objection. It's usually something else. And so with, with, when it comes to objections, it always helps, I think, if you go back with a question because you want them to be able to explain to you what their actual objection is. And so if, for example, if you know, you're having a conversation about your program or your retreat and a client comes back and says, well, I just don't know if it's going to work for me. Okay. All right. I hear you. Do you mind sharing with me why you think that? You want to keep asking questions because rarely is the objection on top the real objection. Okay. So, and this is why when people say, well, I really can't afford it. Okay, I hear you. I understand every dollar you spend is important. Do you mind telling me what value you expect for that price point, right? Because you want people to, you want someone to tell you what they're looking for. And look, if you're selling a $39 or $49 membership or option, right? And somebody says, well, I I just don't really know if, I just, it's, I just, it's just really out of my budget. There's not a lot you can say with that. Okay. I hear you. Not every membership, you know, is worth it. But if you don't mind me asking, tell me exactly what you're looking for in a membership. Cause you want to give people the opportunity to at least explain so that at, at the very least you understand what the real problem is and they understand and they're clear on a decision too. Cause ultimately the whole point of an objection is to help people make a decision, right? So that's why when people say it's money, it's usually not money. They usually don't understand what they're getting. They don't understand that there's almost always payment plans available. If somebody really wants to do something, they're going to figure out a way to pay for it. That's always been my opinion. So, you know, take that for what it is. But understand that with objections, it's an opportunity to ask more questions. And look, if somebody's made up their mind, they've made up their mind. But at least you can leave them with a positive impression. And then close is 
this is something that I think is really misunderstood. And when you want, when you, and being authentic, I think the best way to be inauthentic is to try to close somebody. Okay. So if you're going to be authentic in a conversation with a client, a prospect, a referral, or anybody that you're talking to about what you do or something that in, within your business that they're considering, you know, a close, it's really not up to us to close them, is my point. You know, our job is always to provide value. That's to make sure they have their information, make sure they have their questions answered, make sure you understand where they're coming from. And closing is really, I think, just we want to leave them in the best possible place. So in the book, um, The Go-Giver Sells More, there's a story about a guy who's trying to get in with a decision maker at a company and he can't get past the office manager. And so he he tries all kinds of ways to close it. In other words, like get on this guy's calendar that's supposedly really difficult to, you know, to make an appointment with. And so he's tried all of these workarounds and nothing seems to be working. So he decides to just be quiet and he says, look, I totally get that, you know, that all of this is important, that you're just trying to do your job. But look, if if it would really mean a lot to me, I would really appreciate it if we could figure out some way to do this. But if it's not going to work, look, I'd understand. And I think sometimes we have to take the pressure off, right? And I think people ultimately, at the end of the day, it's not our job to close somebody. It's not our job to get the sale. It's our job to provide value and let them decide if they want to make the sale. And sometimes the way to do that is just to take your hands off the wheel, right? Take your hands off the wheel, leave it alone, detach from it. Look, it might not be for you, but just think about it, okay? So saying something like that is really freeing, in my opinion. I've done that a lot when I've got on, gotten on calls with potential clients or entrepreneurs that want to work with me and building their business. I'll just say, look, I'm not sure that you're really thinking about this in the right way. And look, maybe I'm not the coach for you, but here's what I'd like for you to think about because I don't have anything to lose by doing that. Okay, I'm very clear on what I do and who I can help. And I think sometimes we have to just kind of own that with somebody. You know, it's like what my coach said once, and I've never forgotten it. She says, the way to get the sale is not to need the sale. And I think when we take our hands off the wheel and say, look, I get it, but maybe I'm just not the right coach for you. Okay, you know, and then you're just kind of like, okay, I'm good with that. You did everything you could, and that's all you can do. Okay. So I hope all that was helpful. I'd really love to hear your feedback on if you've read this book or not and what's really stood out to you. But these are things that I teach inside my Innovate Mastermind. So if you are a business owner in the health, fitness, wellness coaching space or some other service-based industry, um, and you're trying to make inroads online to combine with an in-person business of some type, or maybe it's the other way around and you're online and you're wanting to add some in-person, then this could possibly be a fit for you. So I would love to invite you, go to my website, click on work with me, go to where it says Innovate Mastermind, read about it. If you'd like to know more, just connect with me and we can hop on a quick call. And it's like I said, I'm no bullshit. I'm very straightforward. You know, we'll just have an open conversation. It's my job to help you make a decision one way or the other. So feel free to connect with me. And obviously, if you are on Facebook and you want to be in a community of like-minded business owners, come and join us, Innovate and Grow for Business and Coaching Entrepreneurs. Um, it's free, obviously. And that's just a really good place, I think, for us to get to know you and for you to kind of see what we're all about. So um, that's what I got for you this week on the podcast. Um, thank you so much as always for all of your support. Please share this with a friend or a colleague that you think might want to hear it and definitely go get yourself a copy of this book, The Go-Giver Sells More. We'll see you on the next episode. 